society, culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance woman. Melissa Itell Joran is our host each and every week. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, listen, a horrible uh, shooting um, earlier this week, uh, just terrible. But uh, it's happened since I spoke to you. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, to say, uh, give us your thoughts. We all know what we all feel, you know, as parents and as just as human beings with all of this going on. But uh, if you can give people a rundown that haven't either heard about it or haven't been paying attention and it kind of just went by them, um, it, what can you tell us about the shooting? Well, it, it, it happened on Monday. And, and of course, by now, it may be it may be uh, overshadowed by the the Trump indictment, but nevertheless, when it happened, it was just very heart wrenching because it was yet again another school shooting uh, by someone who had some uh, an affiliation with the school. This in this case, a former student, a 28 year old woman who is allegedly was allegedly a transgender male. Uh, came in, drove in, you know, it was like an ordinary day, drove in, got through a, 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 one of the side exits, which makes me wonder why was it not blocked or why wasn't there a security? You know, Especially a security. nowadays. I mean, it's my God. Right, right. And this is a private school. Okay, it's not a public school, but still in all, you just can't be too sure. This is a private parochial school, uh, very affluent and she just drove up to the parking lot, got out, and casually took out, I guess, her gun, her whatever assault rifle that is. And uh, there's footage of her surveying the the, uh, the first floor, shooting through the glass, uh, and then proceeding upstairs to, um, you know, to shoot down whoever or whatever was in her way. And, and um, fortunately, the... Uh, the, pol- the, for the police, the uh, I guess they were the their uh, their their SWAT team. I don't know if they're the SWAT team, but their their responders, their police task force, got there within uh, uh, ten minutes or fifteen minutes, and they did the job. They came right in and they 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 got her. She wasn't there for very long, but unfortunately, she managed to kill a couple of people, including. Um, Two little children, nine years old, uh, the, the head of the school, a janitor, and a substitute teacher. So she, she, she didn't get away. Uh, it was, um, she didn't fail to do what she set out to do, but at least her mission was cut short by the efforts of the excellent uh, police department, uh, sharpshooters in Nashville. Uh, uh, this is just, you know, amazing that this is uh this is going on uh i've said this to you before but uh, i don't remember any of this happening when when i was a kid when i was young i remember in fact there was a there was a song uh called and i think i brought this up uh, i don't like mondays it was boomtown rats uh song and it was about a, a a girl who brought a gun to school and and shot people but it was such a, a shocking episode and it was somewhere over and i think it was Maybe it was here. I'm not sure, but uh, it, it was a big hit song, and it was sung 
tongue in cheek the the song I don't like Mondays because I think mm-hmm. the young young girl and I I you know I don't have all my facts right on the uh, on the incident, but <clears throat> that when asked why she did this and she said something that she hates Mondays, so mm-hmm. Bob Geldof, who ended up being the uh, Sir uh, Bob Geldof, he started the whole uh, We Are the World uh, situation that started out as Band Aid. Over, over there with um, Do They Know It's Christmas? And, and he raised all kinds of funds for Ethiopia and all this prior, you know, prior to his passing. But he was the lead singer and the songwriter for Boomtown Rats. And when he created this, uh, this song, there was no contra... As far as I knew, anyway. I was young when, when it uh, came out, very young. And, um, it, you know, nobody was like, oh, this is in poor taste. It was played on... Regular radio was a hit song. It was a big hit song, and it was joked about and talked about and everything else. Nobody would be joking about that now. A song like that would never be able to um, appear on radio uh, now unless it was uh, sympathetic, uh, but certainly nothing tongue-in-cheek, nothing funny about it. And when you you come down to it, it, it'll just give you some indication of where we are in society that these are happening constantly. There's so many uh, shootings, mass shootings, that we we just don't hear about because they're not covered because they they become commonplace. And uh, this is amazing. The other point that you make is that, you know, why why was that door left open? I remember even as a kid coming late to school and the doors being locked, every door being locked, and I I would try to go around the the back or the side or or whatever to try to kind of sneak in and slip into the crowd, and it just wasn't there. You had to go to the front office because everything was locked. How in this day and age uh, could could uh, a door be left open uh, for a potential killer, as unfortunately we tragically found out? Uh, did happen. I, I mean, how does something like that happen? Frank McKay here, urging everyone to go to melissaitelljuren.com, watch the documentaries there, or go to Melissa Vision on uh, Roku and uh, Amazon Fire, watch the documentaries there. Um, Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Melissa. I, yeah, but what do you? How do you address that? First of all, the fact that there's so many school shootings and so not not school shootings, just but mass shootings now. And, of course, school shootings are the worst because it, it directly uh, targets children. Um, but uh, here, uh, this, uh, this door also being open, how do, you, how, how do we even rectify that in our minds? I, I don't know. I think, you know, this is, a, a, again, a problem about the availability of guns in each state, the fact that you have um, people who are uh, – or mentally ill and um, troubled uh, who have access to them and um, we, we don't try I think perhaps we need to try gun assault crimes on a federal level you know every state is different this this girl and and you know I, there's another controversy here the fact that she was trans and maybe she was upset or whatever that still doesn't justify what happened to her what she did no, you know, I mean, she, she's a criminal. She should be she, she you know, killed, treated she, like the she, worst criminal in the world. She took the lives of innocent people. I would pick, there was a picture of the, one of the little girls who died because of her. I mean, it's heartbreaking. A little girl, nine years old, whose life was wiped out. The principal was killed. The janitor, 
um, and the substitute teacher and a little boy. I mean, there's no, I'm sorry, you have problems, you're going to take it out on your school, on innocent people. I mean, we, the parents, the, the, I, I believe the mother didn't know that this woman, that, that her daughter, this trans, whatever she called herself, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not disparaging the trans- transgender community, but still in all that does not excuse what she did. Uh, and she didn't, the mother didn't know that her own daughter had, a, had a, accumulated a, you know, a stockpile of, of, of assault rifles in the house. And, and it's just that she got the rifles, uh, the, the weapons legally, because Tennessee has a fairly uh, liberal uh, uh, permit law. And 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 uh, so she can't say she you know she stole them or she uh, she she uh, you know she she took somebody else's weapons they were hers. Um, it, it it's it's just that that you you have a lot of people who who shouldn't have weapons in the first place and they're using it to to, to vent and take it out on innocent people who they've never met. And we I don't think we even know the motive as of yet. I think I don't know. I, I, I last I heard they they were getting somewhere, but they didn't want to disclose what they knew. Um, but now, of course, with the Trump indictment, it's all going to be, it's going to be overshadowed. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable what's going on here. Again, Melissa, I tell John.com, uh, great starting point. But I it just, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. But one of the, one of the things that comes to mind when, um, as you were talking about this, is it, we're, we're so polarized as a society and you know those who uh who have leanings to the right or to the uh moderate to the uh to the middle and and maybe even slightly to the right like you and i i mean we have we have beliefs that uh i'm progressive on certain things and but you know i'm and more progressive than you are i think on certain things but for the most part uh, you know i'm an independent but leaning republican on certain things democrat on certain things but but here's the thing if you even question the the idea of assault rifles if you even you know suggest that uh that there should be uh, you know a, a federal um these should be dealt at the federal level uh, you you'll look at it as a liberal you know it's like yeah. uh, you know it's it, we've got to differentiate somehow or another between how you could kind of, you know, almost like a Chinese menu, you know, like uh, decide what we are issue-wise, you know, without being labeled one way or the other, because this is what's holding this up. I I, I think everyone should be able, everyone of sound mind should be able to, to carry a, a pistol. Um, an AK-47, I, I don't know what anybody, that's a, that's a, that's a, a a weapon of war that's a weapon of uh, that's that's set up to kill now our army folks should have them our police should have them in case of an emergency i don't know should an 18 year old be able to get a uh, an assault weapon you know and and again it's i know we don't want to get into you know that whole thing and gun control and everything else i i'm all for somebody of sound mind being able to carry a gun to defend themselves but uh, assault weapons? Do you need an assault weapon to kill a deer? Do you need it? You know, so that's that's where I go there. I don't know if you have a have a thought on it, but uh, God forbid you you question assault uh, w- uh, weapons, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you're called a liberal. That's true. That's true. You are, um, and and the 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 Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, was written back when 
you know, people lived down on the uh, frontier and, uh, and and they were, you know, defending themselves against um, you know, invaders. <laughs> right. And, and it was a different story. And you yes, we need to, you know, we have to we have to call up a militia. It's a different, you know, it's a, we're living in a different century, and that's why many people feel that the the amendment and much of the language of the Constitution is is quite um, out of date um, as as it as it relates to what's going on now in the, in, in the present, you know, in in the current scene. And uh, you know, first, uh, Second Amendment advocates like the NRA and other people say, well, there are responsible gun owners, and they shouldn't be penalized just because we have a couple of kooks out there who have no business uh, carrying weapons. So this is you know, herein lies the problem. Because um, what do you do? Um, you know, there are people who have, who have uh, uh, firearms; they are responsible. Um, and they have a right to have you know, to, to protect themselves, uh, and as long as they they have their guns registered, they they know how to use them. They're not doing it because they want to, you know. They've got a, a, an axe to grind. But um, you know, what what do you do in this case? I mean, this is becoming ridiculous. I mean, every uh, when was Uvalde last last uh, last May? Yeah. It, it, About a year ago. Uh, it's it's almost the anniversary. Oh my God! And then we haven't heard everything. We don't know about all these little, you know, minor incidents where there are there are reports of someone coming into the building with a gun or or threats. I mean, we don't hear every single one. We hear about the big ones. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be another incident like this, a, a copycat incident. I don't know. It's it's really frightening. And then you know, the schools get buried. They um, and and then they they have to you know impose these. Um, you know these these uh, um, security measures, and you know you can't get in. Even if you're uh, you're just a kid, you know you want to pick up your 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 sibling from school, you're not allowed in. Or I mean, it, it it's it, it's eventually it's, it's going to come down to having armed guards. Yeah, it, uh, amazing. I mean, that's where we're that's where we're heading um, when you. Uh, when you come down to it, I mean, it's going to come down to that type of um, uh, that type of uh, scenario, and it's scary. Uh, it, you know, you mentioned the Trump indictment. This is this is going to wipe uh, the school shootings, uh, or that school shooting, off of the the front page, and all we're going to hear about is this uh, this indictment. So uh, eventually, um, you know, we're going to be talking about this quite a bit, uh, and and I guess look. Before we get to the Trump indictment, uh, where do you where do you think we end off with uh, uh, Uvalde? Where do you think we end off uh, here? I, I don't. I just don't see anything changing. To be honest with you, I just don't. Um, Uvalde. You know, Greg Abbott is very strong on uh, uh, you know on on gun owners' rights and Second Amendment uh, person, and he's scared stiff to uh, to ever say anything about. Um, uh, you, you know about guns or the you know guns be even in a case like that it, it's it's amazing he can he's trapped uh so is DeSantis so uh you know these very strong um governors that have popularity i mean they uh, you know they they've got to watch what they say about school shootings i i don't know when uh things are going to change if ever um but i i mean how how does something change? I mean, if uh, if it's not changing because children getting shot, I I don't know when it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when the what the answer will be. Uh, but this is this can't keep going on. 
I can't keep reading about somebody who gets his or her way and, and takes away the lives of innocent people and children. Yeah, uh, no, no question about it. Frank McKay here once again, MelissaItellJoran.com. Uh, for the documentaries, go there and, and, and to Melissa Vision. It's a work in progress. And uh, go there and, and check out uh, the, the videos and the documentaries. Uh, Melissa, uh, Trump. Now, Trump was, uh, was indicted. I guess, uh, um, uh, I, I, I guess we all knew this was coming. This is the worst kept secret in the world because he blew it up. Um, are, we, uh, are we seeing anything? that uh that seems unusual because to me and and I'll sum it up like this from what it sounds like now and again this is about Stormy Daniels um this is about giving her hush money now here's my question if this is all about paying off Stormy Daniels to keep quiet about an affair that he had Stormy Daniels of course being the porn star that was paid $150,000 or whatever she was I think he's not going to lose any support. If anything, he would gain support. Now, I think there's 24 counts. We don't know what they are yet. We're speaking on Friday in case people are hearing, um, you know, a couple of days later. And and they're, they're saying, what are you talking about? This came out or this came Well, we don't know yet. As of now, um, it's, it's sealed, right? Uh, people don't know exactly what's in there. But we're hearing it's 24 counts of something or another. Now... My issue is this. If this leads to follow-up in Georgia and other things, and this gets the ball rolling, then it could be damaging for uh, for the former president. If it's explained away like this, if people are going to say, look, if I have an affair with the girl down the block or the woman down the block, um, and she's about to go tell the press or tell my wife or tell my family or tell the community. And I say, hey, here's a couple thousand dollars. Please don't tell. And I pay her not to tell. If that's a crime, uh, I don't think people are going to be sympathetic with Alvin Bragg or as, as uh, <laughs> Trump calls him, Fat Alvin. Uh, whatever, yeah. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that is going to, uh, to uh, move the needle. As far as people not being supportive of uh, the former President Trump, but uh, they've got to do better than that. If that's all it is, then you're just going to have the people that hate Trump saying they got him, he's indicted, and the people who love Trump are going to rally around him. But the rest of of the world that are kind of like, yeah, well, Trump's big mouth gets him in trouble, if those people are all like, wow, they really are going after him. This is a political uh, witch hunt. What the hell are they doing? If that happens, then then this thing is a disaster for the left, and it's uh, and it strengthens Trump, uh, right or wrong. Yeah, well, we don't know what's inside that indictment. I mean, we hear things things slip out, but we don't know everything. Of course, this is political. This is all political. This has been, you know, this has been the goal of the of the Democratic Party to get him um, because, uh, you know, since actually to get him since since, 20, since 2015, 2016. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, let's face it, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, dirty laundry anyway. And, and it's only this is only the tip of the iceberg. Um, but um, it is going to embolden uh, the, the 
the, the Trump base. And and you know he's going to he's he's going to make his appearance. The, the former president is going to is going to come into New York and you know go through the whole rigmarole and get booked and get the mug shot. And uh, it, it's it's going to happen, you know. And I don't know the details of that yet, but it, it, it's it's going to happen, and it's going to embolden him and his campaign. There's nothing in the Constitution or anywhere that says that he can't run his campaign. Uh, uh, you know, sitting from in a jail, jail cell. cell. From a jail right. Cell. Or, for that matter, you know, running the country from a jail right. cell. <laughs> right. Nothing prohibits that. Uh, no. yeah, amazing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's got to be, look, you've got to, uh, you've got to have more than him paying off a woman for an affair. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, people, you know, I mean, what is uh, Hillary Clinton, when people ask her, what uh, what is she going to say about this? I mean, if they could have paid off Monica Lewinsky, I, I think Hillary would have given her the money personally. To well, she hated her anyway. I don't know about that. <laughs> they definitely paid off uh, Paula Jones. Right. There's no doubt. What's some, the difference? Something like eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but what's the difference between yeah. what happened there and what happened with Stormy Daniels? Uh, mm-hmm. I, this doesn't sound like he used campaign money, right? You know, there's some technicality there, but it, it, you see what Alvin Bragg is doing is making it, is, is raising it to the level of a felony. Yeah, right. And they, you know, and the Trump campaign, you know, you know tried to cover this up. You know, they, they, they said this was a, you know, Michael Cohen's coming up uh, from Michael Cohen's personal, you know, funds. And he was getting reimbursed or whatever, and, and he was going to pay taxes on the $130,000. You know, they tried to cover it up. But uh, no, you know the, the, the Clintons paid Paula Jones off quite handsomely. So yeah, there are some. You know, uh, when you get down to it, it's you know basically the same uh, same kind of thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, this uh, certainly uh, you're, you're going to have to explain to people how it differs at all from uh, from that. And the thing is, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. if that was the case, how does he get away with it? You know, look. It's uh, it, it it's just not good enough, and I'm just talking from a political standpoint, a public relations standpoint. It, it's not good enough. If you could, uh, uh, if you can come up with something worse, I mean, if it was, if it was rape, if it was, um, you know, and I don't want to certainly don't want to make light of uh, sexual assault, but if it was something like that, if it was, uh, I don't know, is Stormy Daniels saying it's that? Um, well, she's a, you know she's been against you know, she's against Trump. She was called to the grand jury and she was waiting for this moment. And uh, you know she's been uh, um, denigrating him you know, it, it, all over. You know she's been she made the the, the late night talk show circuits. So um, now she feels that you know it was hush money. I mean, don't forget her her infamous lawyer who's now serving the or will be serving time, Michael Ananati. Uh, he was <laughs> he tried to make him into the biggest, you know, criminal on two feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's... Uh, look, I, Michael Cohen went to jail for this, right? Did he go to jail yes. for this? He did, but the thing is, this is another point. It, it, it's, it's Michael Cohen's word against the former presidents and how credible is that 
Yeah, we know what Michael jailbird. Cohen. People are going to say this guy's yeah. a jailbird. What the hell are we going to look? Right. We know up? Michael. We know Michael Cohen's history. We know who he is. Yep. Oh yeah. Right. There's no doubt. I happen to know. <laughs> it's funny. I know these people. Other than Stormy, <laughs> uh, I I know I know. You all know these Michael people. Cohen. I know yeah. Michael Cohen, and I know, uh, um, uh, you know. Well, uh, you know, uh, that, that's a long story with Michael Cohen, but I got all kinds of <laughs> emails going back. You got some dirt. You've, my, you've got some dirt on Michael Cohen. No, not not dirt, not dirt, but uh, uh, you know, and and emails back and forth to my wife, and no, and no dirt there either. My wife's mm-hmm. innocent, <laughs> but this is uh, you know we're going back to two thousand and whenever nine two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the other one uh, I know is Joe uh, Takapina, and um, I remember one time I was. Uh, uh, I was having lunch with him, and it was right as Alex uh, Rodriguez, A Rod, um, mm-hmm. who is a you know famed Yankee player and and, and you know baseball player uh, for other teams before that, but um, he was um, he was serving a year suspension for um, uh, for uh, performance enhancing drugs, and you know he he asked me if um, this is as we're eating lunch, what do I think you know as a you know just what what will the reaction of the Yankee fans be? I said, as soon as he hits that first home run, they'll be cheering him, and they won't care, or whatever. He says, hey, do me a favor. Tell tell Alex that. Tell, uh, you know, tell him that. And uh, and I he put me on the phone with A-Rod, and I just said, hey, you know, we had met before. I had met Alex Rodriguez a couple times before that. And, um, and, and you know, I just said what what I said to him, and he was like, ah, oh, thanks. I you know I hope so, and I hope the fans, you know, are forgiving, and you know whatever. And but that was uh that's my Joe Tacopini uh, Tacopina story. Um, I spent a little time with him right around that time period, whatever year that was, and he was uh, he was doing some legal f- uh, work for a friend of mine, and we just kind of uh, crossed uh, paths. Uh, as it was going on, so whenever A Rod was going through that suspension, that's when I knew Taka Takapina. Um, but he, you know, certainly those guys run in the same circles with with the Trumps. You know, I mean that's uh, that's a Florida New York connection. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Takapina is a big time attorney, very very sharp uh, attorney. I saw him interviewed this morning, um, Savannah Guthrie interviewed mm-hmm. him and and again i wasn't paying that close attention i was talking to my wife while we were watching it but it it, it almost seemed like savannah guthrie threw him a, a softball and mm-hmm. uh and and uh and gave something as like an explanation now i'm not accusing savannah uh, uh guthrie as being sympathetic to to uh, trump but uh Takapina loved the question and he was like, thank you for pointing that out. You're the first to point that out, blah, blah, blah. And the question was basically like, like, well, is this illegal if blah, 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 this and that and whatever? And, um, and, and, it, and it just seemed like right in his wheelhouse. And, um, and, and they worked off of each other the rest of that interview. So I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look back on the interview. We were, my wife and I were talking about mm-hmm. other things, but that, that, that struck me. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa, I tell Joran, our host each and every week. Uh, but Melissa, if there are uh, sympathies coming in from the press that are not going to be attacking the former president and they're going to take this approach, then the, the left, uh, led by uh, uh, Alvin, uh, Fat Alvin or whatever you know, his nickname is. <laughs> Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if, if this 
is all he's got. He's going to get crucified for this. Mm-hmm. Well, he's taking a big risk. You know, he, this is a political move for him. He's, you know, he is the woke pr- pr- prosecutor of, of I guess, the country now. And this is the, for him. This was a big political move. I, I'm sure he's being cheered by uh, Letitia James and other other friends of his um, who who were just dying to get Trump. I mean, that was the cornerstone of their of, of their campaign of their of their entire m- mantra. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess for Alvin Bragg, you know, just just to see um, the former president um, marched in to do the perp walk and get the mugshot and you know appear for for arraignment. Um, that's that's priceless. <laughs> that should be a commercial for for Mastercard or something if they still <laughs> do that and have Alvin Bragg, you know, as the uh, <laughs> the object of the commercial. What's priceless? Let's ask Alvin Bragg, uh, <laughs> Manhattan District Attorney. What's priceless to you? Seeing M- M- Donald Trump walk the perp walk. That's priceless. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I use MasterCard. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I'll tell you what. They're going to love it. He's going to get applause from the people who despise Donald Trump. And there are a lot of them. And a lot of them uh, despise him because of things he said or things he tweeted or how he's behaved and all of that. That doesn't necessarily make him a, uh, a criminal on this count. On this count. Yeah. Uh, they've got to have better than this. They've they've got to have something happening that uh, has to do with uh, uh, January sixth. They have to have something that uh, that has to do with, you know, the Georgia stuff. I think could be really uh, damaging. But will they take this as a lead? Here's another thing, Melissa, and maybe maybe you know better than I do, but from what I understand, the FBI uh, investigated this. Right. They looked into this. The Justice Department looked into this and they decided not to pursue charges against uh, the the former president. And they left the case. Cy Vance, who uh, for reasons of full disclosure, I've had battles with, um, uh, you know, he was uh, he was trying to put pressure on me to get Bloomberg and and um, and, and this guy. Ultimately, he got this guy named John Haggerty, and whatever. But he was. Uh, he he just came in. He was the the son of Cy Vance, the Secretary of State under Carter, who, you know, who butchered. I mean, absolutely butchered the uh, the Iran hostage, uh, hostage negotiations. It was a disaster when he was Secretary of State, and and then his son, you know, had a rough time of it in the Manhattan DA's office. But so anyway, for reasons of full disclosure, you know, maybe I'm biased in that sense because he was. Uh, going after Bloomberg and going after me to try to get Bloomberg. But um, he picked up the case. Uh, you know, Cy Vance picked up the case after the F- FBI said, we're not prosecuting it. So he picked up the case and he took took off with it. And this is what, you know, when he left, when he left office, uh, Alvin Bragg uh, took over. And this is this is where we are. So the question I have is why didn't the FBI – and by the way, I've got faith in the FBI. I've got faith in the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Justice Department in general. Um, why didn't the FBI continue this? Uh, because I think the FBI is um, – the FBI they, – they claim – there's the claim that the FBI has pockets of people uh, who, are, who are Trump supporters, although I think we've seen uh, in the past during the – 
you know, the um, the, the, the Mueller uh, phase, the Robert Mueller phase, and there were FBI agents who uh, who wanted to get Trump. If you recall, there were, there were the two agents who were romantically involved, and uh, they were using they were using someone as an insurance policy against Trump. That was their 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 mission. And, the, and when was the FBI ever political? When when did you ever hear about that? Oh. Uh, and on the yeah, and and then there there is even uh, there's there is a rumor that the CIA is also very political. Yeah, well, I you know I've dealt with all the different agencies. I've you know just over the years as a political leader, and the one thing I know just from experience is the the local guys, the DAs, uh, can be very very political, and they can attack you. They can go after you because. Um, you know, especially in in New York, if if you lean one one way or the other, New York City for sure. I mean, it could be very very political, and um, in New York State and different parts, I, you know, it, it could be very partisan. These guys are elected uh, by a a party system. The FBI and the U.S. Attorney they're not elected; those those folks are appointed, so they're under a different. Um, you know, umbrella. They don't have, and they're and they're guided differently. But the the feds in general, I've always found to be much less political. And again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm I'm sure people have their leanings, people have their beliefs. Um, but in general, uh, in general, I I always tend to trust the feds more than I trust a local uh, elected public official. I just do. I don't know. I mean, what what's your thought on it? I mean, I you put it out there. I don't know if you're asking as a rhetorical question, or um, or uh, I mean, do you have a have a thought on on whether the FBI is political? Because if if they were, they didn't go after Trump. And I'm that's sure that's true. They know. didn't, especially at Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Even though you know we heard this whole thing about Mar-a-Lago and how you know you know well, according to Trump and company oh he, it was the worst possible thing in the world, <laughs> um, but um, I mean there's I'm sure within some circles there are those who are who are not um, you know you know they're not one way or the other but I think you'll find that anyway I think you you'll find. Uh, you, you know, this is not the 1960s or the 1950s, you know, in the, in the TV dramas and where they were just law enforcement officials and that was it. And they had no, they, 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 had, they, they didn't publicize any official ties with anybody. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it depends. I mean, then you have the rumor that, that all police officers are, are pro-Trump. I don't know. I can't tell that. I, I, they're not wearing a badge that says I'm pro-Trump. <laughs> I don't know. They may come from a particular socioeconomic group, um, but that doesn't mean that that uh, they're all pro-Trump. And 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 the other the other rumor that, that many people uh, subscribe to is that they're all from uh, they're 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 all from blue-collar backgrounds and they don't have college educations, which is just you know categorically false because many of them do have college degrees right yeah no no, no doubt about it um again melissa i tell joran.com for the documentaries and a starting point on all things melissa frank mckay here so much more importantly melissa i tell joran uh this is where it's it's going to you know if you want to call it a bottom line um this is what i think 
the bottom line will ultimately be. And again, we're so far from this. We're too early in the process for this. But the belief is that uh, Ron DeSantis, or uh, Ron, uh, some people call him Ron DeSanctimonious. That's Trump's title. (laughs) Right, that's his line. He's waiting in the wings. And he is considered by, uh, by, I, I guess, all involved, all observers, to be Trump without the baggage, right? He doesn't have the baggage that the former president has. He just doesn't, right? So my thoughts are this. If it just looks like a witch hunt, the Republican Party are going to rally around Trump as they are doing right now. If this leads to cracks in in the armor, cracks in the in the wall. Um, Ron De, uh, DeSantis is uh, is waiting in the wings, and you might get supporters of Trump saying, "Look, we love you, Mr. President. Uh, it's time to move on." You know the Barry Goldwater, you know, tap on the shoulder, you know, to Nixon. You know, it's time to go, and he may get that from somewhere. I just don't know who he would listen to, but it's going to come down to numbers. If his numbers look terrible. If his numbers look terrible and he could be convinced that he would lose to DeSantis in a primary, uh, he would um, he, he would he would bail. Um, yeah, but his numbers are, are are projected to go up with this. Yeah, they especially, are. Especially if they talk, you know, that's what he's been. You know, he's been publicizing. It was he who said two weeks ago, was it? Oh, they're they're going to indict me, and I'm going to be you know in handcuffs and whatever. This is a travesty of justice. Is the witch hunt? You know, he he built up the momentum for this. Yep, is no doubt. Uh, he's played it very well, actually. Um, well, listen. Final thought. We started out with the school shooting. Um, maybe let's uh, let's let's look at this as things together. We. Um, we have an indictment of a president. Some people are going to say, hey, look, we're talking about Stormy Daniels um, and, and hush money given to a porn star uh, that nobody really, really cares about. And instead of talking about real serious stuff like school shootings, um, we're getting caught up in this political crap. Uh, and and some, if they look at the track record of Alvin, um, uh, uh, Alvin Bragg, um, I, I think they're going to say, "Hey, look, uh, New York City's turned into a cesspool, and a big reason why is you're not you're not indicting the right people, but you're going after the president to get the big headlines." Uh, come on, Mr. Bragg, what's going on there? Uh, final thoughts on, on on both on the school shooting and and this, and um, does uh, does Bragg look like he's got a handle on this? Well, Bragg feels he's he he does, but of course, I think there's there are serious fears within the party that um, this might backfire. But I think they you know, they they were willing to take the risk. I think Bragg really believed in this, and he you know he's this is a big boost for him, and uh, and and he's he's doing the he's doing what a lot of his uh, his uh, colleagues wanted to, ha- to see happen to Trump. Um, but um, again, I think this is going to become a sideshow. It's going to become a you know a circus, and and Trump might benefit greatly. I think you'll see the boost in numbers. But you know, um, it's early yet. We, the the race hasn't really started. Donald Trump is far from over with all these these uh, um, these indictments, these possible indictments. There's more to come down the pike. I'm, I'm sure. Um, 
we just haven't heard them yet. Uh, and, 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 you know, as, as time moves on and we see more and more of this, we hear about other things. Oh, for, I forgot to mention, there's the coming up. You know, he, the Wait, phone call we, he made. We lost you for a split second. I'm sorry. The phone call to, into the Georgia Secretary of State back during the yep. election when um, Trump uh, said to him, listen, you know, this has got to be that way and you can't do this. And I'm trying to tell you how to run your election, your 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 voting booth, your 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 you know, that's that's going to come up, too. I think, you know. We haven't seen this. this the, the, we're not going to really get into the pri- presidential race until maybe this, the end of the summer with the Iowa caucus. And then as the winter go, comes on, as, as we get into the end of the year, and I know it's hard to imagine the end of 2023 since we're only in, you know, we're, we're barely in April. I mean, March is coming to a close. Um, when we see who's really running, I think that the party, it's very possible the party will say, look, you know, We've had enough. People are going to say, it's, it's, you can't go with a person like him. I mean, every other week, there's something else. Right. I mean, this guy is a, a, a walking bag of, um, of, 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 of criminal criminality, and, and everybody knows that. I mean, but they, how do you prove that? I mean, Dershowitz said the whole thing was ridiculous. You can't, they're making a, a felony out of a, a, a minor charge. I mean, who hasn't paid off the mistress? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the manner in which it was done. Um, but there's a possibility the party will say, all right, enough is enough. This is getting ridiculous every other week. I mean, come on already. Um, and it's possible, you know, DeSantis is waiting in the wings. I personally don't like his foreign policy stance. Mm. Um, I don't know if his policy will translate to the rest of the country. What worked in Florida might not appeal to other people in, in, across America. So it, we, we, it's really too early now, and we, we haven't heard from Biden that, that he's officially running. We don't know what's going on with the Democrats. Yeah, you're very, you're very right. Uh, you're completely uh, on, on target with all of this, uh, and, and the, the bottom line is it's early. It's still very, very yeah. early. A lot mm-hmm. of things can happen. Melissa, to everyone listening out there, we thank uh, we, we we thank you all for listening each and every week. Thank you very much for that. Yes, we do. We're so grateful to all of you. Thank you, and uh, yeah, and thank you all for tuning in. We know you have a lot of options, um, but we'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Joran Show. <laughs> You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.